Hey, stupid nerds, the download the uh, Boogie Monster with, with Kyle Kinane and Dave Stone. So you can find out uh, what happened to Frankenstein and the Wolfman and all that fictional stuff that never happened. And don't pay attention to World War II or the American flag or important things. The Boogie Monster. Podcasting the unknown. All right, three, two, one. That one. See, I heard you. I heard you late. Real? Oh, because then I heard you, but it was on time. Hey, man, technology. I don't understand. Ah, uh, well, hey, let's, here's our our beta. Oh shit, I turned my audio up too much. All right. Yeah. Had a little daytime moonshine over here at the learning annex. Oh yeah. <clears throat> over here in Desi Wu Studios. You mix them with anything? Ar- that's the, the studios that Desi Arnaz and the Wu Tang Clan started. Desi Wu Studios. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. At least, well, this, yeah, this is our beta. This is our beta test for everybody. At least you got a desk. Mm-hmm. I'm just, yeah, I'm just got a nice little desk. Staring down the barrel right now. Okay. I was going to do a green screen for this, but uh, like I told you in the in the in the pre the pre call, I was watching a surf documentary, and so I put up my. My surf tapestry. Okay. Which surf, uh, which surf documentary? It's about Laird Hamilton. Oh, yeah. That dude's a badass. That guy. Man, I, everything about surfing, I'm just like, those guys are just cool. Like, they're just I was thinking about cool surfers guys. yesterday um, because we watched Jaws, and it never... <laughs> I, I guess it dawned on me, but I always forget. Like surfing in and of itself seems difficult enough. What with the athleticism and what being able to swim that well and being that far out, but then you got to worry about sharks getting you. Dude, my, my cousin is an avid surfer, and by avid, he's broken his eye socket and his neck. And um, ooh, uh, but he, he's he's the super enthusiastic dude that I put on Instagram. That's a personal trainer and like one of his workouts. Yeah, like, just put on Iron Maiden, dance around. All right, I can get behind this kind of workout plan. <laughs> the Maresca way on Instagram, if anybody's curious. But, yeah, he uh, he was telling me stories about just like, yeah, you're out there on your board, and you just see him swim underneath you. And there's like, all right, nothing you can do other than make sure you don't fall off. Like, oh, man. That's got to be terrifying. Oh, yeah. It's terrifying to say it. I wish I could do it, dude. I wish I could, like, mm. it just look, ah. Those do, and like in everything, like imagine the thing. Like I was comparing it to, like you know, some people get on that art side of comedy where it's like, oh man, it's just what I have to do. I'm compelled to do it, and it's what my it's like what my soul needs for me to exist. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. like that's like the surfers are like, yeah, it's what my soul needs to exist. So that's why I just had to drop everything and leave my wife and move to Tahiti for three years. And it's like, well, this is why I stand next to a nacho cheese machine waiting to be called on stage. <laughs> like, the, the romanticism is so far gone. If you, oh, I, I will, I'll, I'll plug old Sam Talent's book called Running, yeah. Called, yeah, Running the Light, which is about just a washed up comic. And if you, he got the details of doing shit gigs and waiting to go on so well, <clears throat> it's, it's great. <clears throat> anyway. Oh yeah, I can't wait to read that. I love Sam. Oh. Hey, speaking of uh, extreme athleticism, I uh, yeah. Katie got Katie got my bike repaired, 
as a secret little gift. I woke up one morning, and there wasn't a lot wrong with that. I had something, an issue with the chain, and I needed uh, a tire pumped up, and a few minor things. But uh, we had a bike shop literally across the street. Oh, yeah. She took it over there, got it fixed in an hour or two. And it was all waiting for me when I woke up, and I got uh, a bike lock, and I I got everything going, man. And then I'm back out on the streets. Buddy. As I've said I'm, in a previous episode, take advantage of these somewhat empty streets. Well, we still mm-hmm. have them, and go see your neighborhood by bicycle. I'm glad you were doing that, Dave. <clears throat> yeah, man. The only problem is I got to get a new helmet. That one you gave me is just a tad too small. <clears throat> It doesn't. It doesn't sit all the way down on my head. Therefore, the uh, straps under my chin can't reach and connect. So right, you I think can, it's a you tattoo can adjust small. those straps. You know. Well, I think I've got it stretched out as far as it's going to go. It did look. Unless it looked a little wrong. bit like a thimble on a grape when I brought it over there. <laughs> We're yeah, on video. Michael, the editor, yeah. give me a picture of a thimble on a grape on the screen yeah. now. <laughs> no promises, but dude, to listen, I'm. But we're trying. I'm having a blast yeah. just riding around the neighborhood. Katie got herself a bike. Uh, I don't know what style or, or what you would call it, but it's kind of one of those old Wicked Witch of the West bikes. It's got a little basket on front. Oh, yeah, sitting up tall. Very, It's a comfortable yeah. way to ride. What's it called? Probably a cruiser. A Virtue. Virtue is the brand name. Seven Speed. That's a nice And she's cruiser. got a bell, too. That's a, that's a nice Long Beach cruiser. That's like... The kind of like when you saw the dude in like a Snoop Dogg video that had half finished braids on a nice <laughs> on a nice cruiser, like yeah, these guys, yeah, these guys seem real chill. I got like in Friday when he's talking about the beach cruiser, and he's like, "It's like it's both hours." He's talking to uh, Zeus. Yeah, that's a deep. Pull. Oh, from the movie <laughs> Friday, they were just like from Friday. Yeah, the movie I'm like, Friday. What happened on Friday? I wasn't around. No, when uh, what, what's the character's name? Debo. Debo. Debo stole that one dude's bike, oh. and the guy's like, "Pops is Pops is tripping. He wants me to ask you for my bike back." And the guy's like, "It's my bike." And he goes, "Well, it's like it's both ours." <laughs> Pops is asking about. Oh yeah, Pops is asking about the beach cruiser. <laughs> Dude, I I got out today. It's been. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, I've been doing neighborhood rides and and road rides, but I got out on a. I got out on a legit uh, mountain bike ride today. Oh, yeah? You went shredding? <clears throat> well, I wouldn't say I was shredding after two and a half, three months off, but it felt mm-hmm. good, man. It felt, I, I, it'd been so long since I did something. Like, like Normally, you know, when you have activity you participate in regularly, like, oh, I know my checklist. I know where everything is. I was mm-hmm. all I was like a new mom leaving the house. Like, what do I have this? Where are my keys? Do I have my phone? What? Oh my god! Did I leave the baby on the car? What happened? It was it was a oh. real stupid. I started down the descent and had to stop three times because I didn't pull my knee pads up. I didn't air down my tire. It was it was uh, buffoonery. But oh, I'm like in a just such a happier mood right now because of it. I know the world shit, but. Man, I, oh boy, I, is it! I took care. I took care of my own today, so at least Good in my tiny you. little corner, I'm feeling a little bit better. I don't know. Are you looking right at the camera? What are you doing? I I don't know. I mean, the camera's right there. I'm trying not to make eye contact. You know, it's it's you're a professional actor. You know, ignore the camera. I get. Uh, yeah, I guess. Pretend it's not there. But then for this, <laughs> I don't know. I was, uh, I was watching an Andrew Schultz video where he just looks right at the camera and tell you he tells you how it is. 
Yeah, so you lay it down. Yeah, I love it when comedians have it all figured out. Because mm-hmm. you know what? That's someone <laughs> with a lot of life experience. Mm-hmm. That's not someone who's fucked up everything else in their life. I don't know, man. I got, I got, I got an issue with comedians that like I. I like comedians that retain a sense of curiosity, not a sense of like I got this figured out, which I'm guilty of uh, in my own right. But anyway, man. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I have that problem. I, I I don't have much figured out. No, those. Well, I mean, this is my personal preference. Those are the comedians I like to watch. Is is comedians mm-hmm. trying to figure it out, not comedians that yeah. have it all figured out. Because yeah. that's like well. It gets me bad when like people are like, oh man, that comedian, he said it right. No, he oversimplified something to make it a little soundbite that you laughed at, and then you think that's a great philosophy. Mm-hmm. It's a great way to open a door to a th- way of thinking, but I would never like run on a platform of comedian solutions. <clears throat> Except for Rob Wheeler, who's a comedian in Chicago, who talked about if you're, there's potholes, you should just drive through the toll booth with your coins in your hand. And throw the coins directly into the potholes because the potholes will be fixed by the end of the day. <laughs> yeah, like, actually, that one, that one works. <clears throat> Give me a picture mm. of potholes. Show me a picture of potholes. I'm really trying to utilize this video component, by the way, Dave. Yeah, I'm gonna hold on. Quick pause right here. Sure. <clears throat> Sorry, I've had Work I, it out. I had a tickle in my throat since we started, mm-hmm. and then that. Okay, we can go. We can go back. Uh, I uh, I think we got cut off. Uh, what are you mixing that moonshine with? Uh, that moonshine, you know, it's been my it's been my my boogie monster special. It's been whatever booze I want, and then Lacroix, and then a, a splash of fruit juice if we have it. Rachel got some. Uh, she got some pineapple juice and orange juice around here for some fun Ooh. mixers. So I th- I threw a little pineapple juice in there, but that's not a moonshine mixer. I like pineapple juice. I, I like pineapple juice too, but moonshine uh, tastes like a structure fire. <laughs> just, yeah, this just this just tasted like the Dole Plantation was burning down. It, it wasn't uh, it wasn't complimentary. Let's just say it wasn't complimentary. Oh man, <laughs> uh, stru- structure fire—a phrase made popular to me by the late great Bradley Noel of Sublime, Long Beach original. How did he use structure fire? He just was singing about the riots <clears throat> and singing about how he looted everything he wanted during the 91 riots. Oh, wow. Yeah. 91? Uh, 92. <laughs> oh, God. Thank God Work we're it out. taping this. Thank God this is the Work day. It out, Falling buddy. apart physically. I lost my good. I lost my good lawn chair. I was taping everything out in the studio here. Like I, what do you mean you lost it? it well, it fell apart. Oh, those, okay. I mean, I'll tell those ten dollar, those ten dollar camp chairs that you see out on sale for mm-hmm. in front of at like a grocery store. Yeah, if they last you longer than two weeks, be happy. Yeah, see, I got a good one because I had to invest in the big boy, the reinforced chair. So it's it's lasted <laughs> yeah. me several years now. Yeah. It's a good one. I watched my buddy Bob sitting like a, a shitty one. It wasn't even the chair's fault. He's just he's a bigger fella. And it was like mm-hmm. a muddier campsite. And we just he didn't even realize that he was just slowly sinking into the ground until he tried to get up like after three hours of drinking. And realized he was just sitting <laughs> flat on the ground at that point. He's like, I can't get I can't get up. He didn't even oh, he didn't even God, know he was funny. stuck. 
like quicksand. Oh yeah. So what you you had a lot going on with your week. I didn't, I didn't have so much oh, around boy. here. Busy week over here, dude. Uh, Busy week at the Stonebird SWAT- compound. Yeah, dude, a lot going on. I had a SWAT call out uh, on the block. Just uh, you called it about. No, I didn't call. You were it, the. But, you uh, were the. SWAT, you're calling yourself the SWAT team now. <laughs> no, no, no. The, the, I was the out real there SWAT with a pastrami sandwich and a slingshot, just waiting to take down a perp. <laughs> There, it, it shut down the whole block for about four or five hours uh, earlier in the week. Um, I don't know, maybe maybe ten doors down, uh, something happened. Uh, I don't, I don't, I didn't get all the details because, but I was on the. Uh, I got a new um, uh, police scanner app, so I've been messing around with a police scanner app, trying to uh, see what's going. You know, it's a resource for my neighborhood watch, and um, I didn't catch all the details. But basically, I think there was some sort of domestic violence disturbance. And uh, dude brandished a, wep- brandished a weapon inside his, I don't know if it was his apartment or his girlfriend's apartment. But anyway, there was at least one or two dudes armed um, with guns inside the apartment refusing to come out. And the SWAT team showed up and they had the whole block, um, you know, sectioned off where, you know, with the police <clears throat> tape and whatnot. And uh, they get the cool, we all gathered. Cool trucks out? Oh yeah, they had the uh, they had the trucks and they had the uh, the long guns. Did they and, repel? And Were they repelling? Uh, I didn't see any repelling, but uh, it lasted about four or five hours, and I think eventually they determined that the guy was no longer um, on on scene. So it was a bit of a letdown. Uh, they didn't catch the perp, at least not in that moment. I don't know if they caught him after the fact, but uh, yeah, a lot of excitement going on with that. Oh, I'll go ahead and say this: What the fuck do I care? Got in a huge fight with a family. <laughs> big fight with the family this week uh why uh because sister-in-law uh not the sister-in-law i usually complain about no her name my other barbara oh yeah barbara yeah she's like a sister-in-law she's barbara like a sister this isn't barbara in the fact this is my uh this is my brother's wife who i've never really had uh any conflict with other than she treats me uh she just i don't know <laughs> We've never had any conflict, but in 20 years, uh, she's just always kind of had this vibe of like, ugh, whenever I'm around, which is fine. You know, I got enough friends. We don't have to be friends. As long as you're good to him, what, what the hell do I care? <laughs> yeah, um, you don't need everybody to like you. And I don't know if I mentioned this before on the Boogie Monster, but uh, she's just got a hat. She refuses to wear a mask when she goes out in public to the grocery store, just refuses and uh, lives with my man. And this is the same woman who I've praised Who's who's taken great care of my mom, and I I'm forever indebted to that. I uh, appreciate the hell out, out of all that she and my brother have done yeah. to take care of my mom post uh, post my father's death. But uh, for whatever reason, she just refuses to wear a mask when she goes out in public to the store and whatnot. And I had the gall to raise my hand and question that. And you, boy, World War Three, what an asshole Dave is, and. Um, because she's smarter, she's smarter than the Mayo Clinic and the CDC. Uh, they, they act like I'm just making this shit up. So she doesn't wear the mask out to the store or in the house around your mom. She lives with your mom and your brother. Like, yes. obviously with your yeah. brother, but with your mom also. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. And as anybody knows, elderly people uh, are definitely vulnerable mm-hmm. to this. And my mom even more so with all her uh, health health issues. My brother is vulnerable. Uh, he's got, uh, Crohn's disease and, and lung issues. Um, but yeah, for whatever reason, not wearing a mask and I didn't make a huge deal of it. 
I just, you know, either I said to my, and first of all, my mom's the one that brought this up to me. Yeah. And uh, so I was just curious. I, I, I mentioned to my mom that, boy, that's weird and that's odd. And I think I mentioned, we definitely talked about it, uh, if not this podcast, uh, my other one, the Stonebergs. But at the, at the same time, being fairly diplomatic about it, you know, not, the uh, last thing I want to do is shit talk people who have helped my family. Uh, but at the same time, uh, as, I, I can't help but be curious as to why you're, what a weird, stubborn hill to die on. Is your fa- are they like conservative folks? Yeah, they're conservative, um, definitely. But uh, because it's become but, a political issue, not a common sense one. Exactly. Where, but uh, the thing is, I don't. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh no, because I was just like, I went on my bike ride today, and like, all right, I got a thing around my neck that I was pulling up if I was going by people, and I, but I also read, you know, it's been I, it, I'll, it's been like two and a half months or however long we're into it now, and I read one thing like, well, it's not really contagious if it's outside. I read one article. That made it mm-hmm. sound like if you're outside with movement, it's not really as much of a concern as we thought because the wind dissipates the particles. Yeah. And so I took that to mean like, ah, outside's cool. I get that. And uh, so yeah. I was not, uh, I'm not very responsible with a mask outside. Yeah, I have not outside. been going to a store. I don't go to the store. Mm-hmm. I haven't been doing that. If I was going into a store, I'd have a mask on. If mm-hmm. I was, you know, but I, you know, Rachel's got asthma, so we talked about that. And I, you know, there's been moments where she's been like, "Well, oh, you don't have a mask on again." Well, how about it? I'm like, "Well, I fucking, I forget, but truly forget." Yeah. I'm not. We're not leaving the house that much. I'm like, "Oh shit, I have this with." But uh, that's I. I feel like in some places, it's it it, it has taken on this political representation of like, oh, well, absolutely. I trust. The people that Trump hates, so I'm going to wear a mask. And if you're like uh, on that side, you're like, forget what the studies are. This like it says something about you politically, and that's how people are mm-hmm. using it. Like it's my fucking yeah. freedoms that are at risk right now. It's like, well, then bullshit, enjoy. bullshit. Your freedoms aren't at risk with a mask. Enjoy your not- like. Don't wear a seatbelt then. This is my point that I was trying to make with the family. Like I, I get how. A lot of this is a complex political issue. Uh, For example, the economy. I get both sides of the coin. I get the people that are like, hey, let's stay locked down as long as possible to really make sure that this thing runs its course. And I also get the people that are like, hey, I need to get back to work because my family's starving. I get that. I don't see how this is a political issue in that just wear a fucking mask when when you go to the store. Like I said, I'm not. I don't expect you to wear it 24 seven. Even <clears> if you're jogging or biking, that's one thing. But when you're in a confined area with other people, what harm? Why not just just to be safe? Throw on the mask. Let me tell you, if there was a one in a billion chance that I could go to the store without a mask, catch the thing, and give it to Katie, and she dies, one in a billion chance, I'm throwing on that fucking mask just to be safe. Well, But I, the I odds mean, are gonna, much I, greater I, than I, one in a billion. I would put that one in a billion odds <laughs> that question. I mean, there's a lot of things that are one in a billion odds that we're not. Well, no, I'm saying, a, but even I'm, if there was a remote possibility, is something as simple as wearing a mask? Why not? Yeah, I'm going to throw it on just to be safe. And this, but my point is, it's much greater than one in a billion. This is where I, this is where I get like I get upset at the whole meme culture where they'll say, and this is somewhat boogie monster related, I guess, because the idea of disinformation or how things are getting polarized. Mm-hmm. Like, me, hey, memes, boy, don't they just sum up the thing? Same reason I was yelling about comedians that oversimplify things, like a meme. What an easily shareable. 
uh, nugget of, uh, you know, uh, uh, that, that just culminates your thoughts and the whole, mm-hmm. like, well, you didn't like it. If a baker doesn't want to make a cake for a gay couple, that's their right. But if that same baker doesn't want to let you into the store without wearing a mask, all of a sudden it's co- like commie, like, or whatever, or and on the flip side of that, it's like if you think you need you 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 need a gun on you at all times to be safe, but refuse to wear a mask, then you're not. It's not about safety. Like those aren't. We're en- enveloping t- like groups of people to make these memes possible. Mm-hmm. We're saying that the people, all the people that have a gun, are also anti-mask. We're just we're we're making those that those two individual groups of people one. To make this meme yeah. that sounds just, and now we've all of a sudden hated responsible gun owners as mad, like because a few assholes ruin things. I mean, I I did see yeah. a there was a Sarah Silverman tweet where where she's like, uh, you know, people like like you know the uh, Minneapolis police they're they're firing tear oh. gas at protesters because the cops oh. murdered a dude. Yet nobody did shit when armed white dudes stormed a Capitol building. Absolutely. It's getting a, it's now I try like, I'm trying to think more historically at times where everybody's like, it's getting real scary out there and it has been scary, but not the end. But I mean, this shit's got me like, all right, man, this is the uh, fucking arm yourself because the government, I, 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 am such a hypocrite, Dave. Cause the whole time I'm like, I like, I'm like fucking get over yourself. Sometimes the government's right about shit. Wear your mask, this and that. But I'm also like, yeah, man, maybe we need guns. Cause maybe the, the tyranny is at hand. <laughs> I don't know, man. Mm. I mean, it's nuts. And I'll stop ranting about, you know, my family business. But the, my point is it's almost, and they, they live in Indiana but they were all acting like I was being so hyperbolic and, and, and making a mountain out of a molehill. I don't know if it's we're getting our news from different sources or me being out here in L.A., people are a little more conscious about the mask and the COVID, but they acted like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, what are you worried about? I'm like, the CDC and the Mayo Clinic both recommend people wear a mask in conjunction with other measures, with social distancing and washing your hands. But, like, don't act like I'm just pulling out some weird niche conspiracy theory. A hundred thousand Americans have died. And you can't just take one extra little step and throw a mask on for ten minutes when you go to the store? And if, I just don't and understand if, that, but I'm an asshole. If Trump said we needed to wear masks, the left would be like, you're fucking ridiculous. I mean, you may have a point I there. think it's I, – I, I, I think there's – Scientific validity, but man, everything is so uh, politicized. Like, like I just want the good for everything. The good for and 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 legitimately, there's good reasons to wear masks and lock it down. And there's no good. Like, the mask is such a like a, a minuscule intrusion that people are using. Like, it's this fucking representation of oppression. Like you. That's where I'm like, you're a fucking retard. Yeah, yeah. It's literally the least you can do. What's what's literally the least you can do? It's always the well. What's next? 
what's next? Are they going to make us put metal plates on our cars so they can track us through a series of letters and numbers? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah that, that's where I'm like, uh, uh, fucking, it's, it's such not like... <laughs> It, it, mm. it is such a minuscule, like, uh, it's speaking of Trump, I got to throw this out there real quick. And I know, I know we don't want to spend a lot of time on politics on this show. Um, but I read an article that summed him up perfectly. I've never seen it, uh, put this way. So simply, um, some guy was his name, Nate White, this guy named Nate White. He's a British journalist and he wrote this article a few months ago, but now it's uh, starting to resurface in multiple areas. And he just he wrote it from uh, a Brit's point of view of how the average British person views Donald Trump. And, and I know that, you know, the, the patriots are like, what the fuck do we care what they think? And maybe that's a valid point. But regardless, I've never seen it put so well. Quote, Trump lacks certain qualities which the British traditionally esteem. For, for instance, he has no class, no charm, no coolness, no credibility, no compassion, no wit, no warmth, no wisdom, no subtlety, no sensitivity, no self-awareness, no humility, no honor, and no grace. Boy, regardless of where you stand politically, argue against that. Does Trump have any of those things? I don't think he does. I mean, isn't that That's how they view so most well Americans, though? <laughs> <laughs> But seriously, I mean, I've never, don't, don't I've never seen here, all we, that put we, together like we that. We belch directly into microphones talking about ghosts. True. I mean, we fulfill uh, several, yeah. several of those descriptors. We're not the leaders of the free world, though. <clears throat> no, it, it's uh, like I've said. I'm not. I'm not going to use up my time being mad at Trump. Yeah, like it's not. Like, I talk to my parents, and they fucking hate them, and they get all worked up. It's like, well, I'm not going to – I'm not going to let that take away from my life. Mm-hmm. You know? I'm going to – I do. Sometimes I do. As has been uh, noticed on the podcast, we, we both get upset about shit, as, as, and, and mm-hmm. you're right to do so. But yeah, to get mad about something and do nothing, that's yeah. why through all this, like, I'm like, all right, been trying to find – which chair? Another good one. Uh, uh, National Independent Venue Association. Neva is a good one. Okay, and it's a you can look at it by city and donate to in, like individual venues, or as a whole, you can donate to the organization. Also, a cool thing is that Vans Footwear is doing now it's uh, it's 90 bucks which is a lot of money for a dumb pair of slip-on vans but they they have a series of slip-on vans that are all designed by independent places so after just the cost of making them the rest of the profit goes to that uh business it's like a small business so i bought a pair of uh vans that have the metro the chicago metro logo on them which is oh, where i record nice. in chicago so go on if you know. Hey, maybe you want a pair of shoes that you want to pay too much for, but the money's going to a good place. Vans is doing a thing called Foot the Bill, and I think that's neat. So get yourself a pair, that's awesome, pair of cool vans with a little design from like a skate shop or a restaurant or a music venue from your town or some place you've been to, and you get a pair of shoes. That's neat. That's awesome. Man. So that's where I'm like, um, I'm pissed, and I'm also not taken into the streets to march against anything. But I can put money towards the, the the ones that help, you know. Yeah, oh, no, that's great, man. Thing to do. Um, 
I want to go back real quick and talk about this Minneapolis thing. Did you see the video? Uh, no, I didn't want to. I saw the video, and this is what, uh, here's the twist that I didn't realize. When I saw the video, I assumed, okay, for the, I'm sure everybody's seen this by now, but uh, it's, it's an officer with his knee, with, uh, the, the, uh, the victim, uh, George Floyd, is laying face down on the ground, face up against the concrete on the ground, on the asphalt. Officers got his bent over with his knee on the back of his neck. And for seven, at least seven minutes, maybe nine minutes, seven to nine minutes, he's just sitting there, the officer, with this stupid shit-eating look on his face, like this expressionless look. And I assumed, when I was watching this video, that... A, the guy was resisting arrest, and B, he wasn't detained. He wasn't in handcuffs. And so my point was, all right, put you, if, you, if you're trying to arrest this guy and he's resisting, you got him down, splayed out on the ground, put your knee on his neck for five seconds while your partner comes and handcuffs him, then you pick him up and you throw him in the car and you sort it all out from there. I just assumed that this guy was squatting on his knee, uh, squatting on the guy's head because the guy wasn't subdued yet. Come to find out, the dude was in handcuffs the whole time. So explain to me, officer, what is the point of just sitting on this guy's neck while he slowly dies? That This is one of the worst. Like, police brutality has been an issue from day one, but a lot of these videos, and I'm not defending one side or the other, but usually there's a real gray area. Like, oh, I thought he had a gun. It turned out to be a cell phone. Ooh, we thought he was reaching for something. It turned out to be nothing. <clears throat> this guy's in handcuffs, face down, with that stupid fucking officer's knee on him for seven minutes, and then the guy dies. Yeah. I would love to ask that officer, what, what's the justification for not just picking him up and throwing him in the back of the car if, if he's under arrest or whatever? He's already in handcuffs, and you're just going <clears> to <throat> put your knee on his neck until he loses consciousness and dies? This is one of the worst ones I've ever seen. This is much worse than Rodney King. Rodney King was awful, but you could at least articulate that, hey, all right, the guy, he was on a high-speed chase, and he was fighting back against the officers. I mean, I'm not defending that by any means. I'm saying this is what, much worse than what's that. A, I'll ask, what's a worse fate for – because they did get fired. So listen, hey, you do if you're bad at your job, you get fired. I mean, what, what, what more do you want, Dave? I mean, I've fucked up at, uh, I've fucked up at a, a job and got fired. Well, murdering, yeah. yeah, murdering, you should get fired, I would say. At the very least, <laughs> manslaughter, but manslaughter is even too good. Like, uh, there's just no way you can articulate that this, this behavior was justified. What's, what's a there's worse, no way. What's a worse fate for a cop? Like, if, if you're being a, a truly, uh, you know, thinking in the darkness of your soul, you know, say they like, all right, they got fired, but now, okay, say they don't get jail time. Now... Jail time's like, all right, you're in jail. You're a cop in jail. Everybody knows the stories that mm-hmm. if you're a cop in jail, it's bad news. But what if you're uh-huh. just a guy that, like, now with the information age of doxing, like, hey, remember that cop that murdered somebody? Here's his address. Here's the name he's going by. Here's where he's trying to work That's now. already happened. That's already happened. There's people outside of his home today. But, I mean, for the rest of his life. Yeah. I mean, I mean... <laughs> This is one of the most clear-cut examples. Like, there's just no way you can articulate that that behavior was justified. Yeah, I mean, I didn't. I didn't. I saw that, and I'm like, you know what? I'm trying to step away from, like, you know, I, I, mm-hmm. I've, 
I, I handed off my Twitter password and I, I'm trying to get away from this stuff as much as like, I like, I'm not trying to be ignorant, but I'm like, all right, just add, Hey, add another ingredient to this fucking mm-hmm. bubbling cauldron that we're all living in right Dude. now. It's crazy, man. Uh, yeah, dog. Mm. I got no. I got no strong opinion because I've uh, uh, made the choice, my, a mental health choice, to distance myself from that one. No, good for you. Nah, it's not oh, good, it, but it's it, just like, mm, all right. I'll read it when I'm ready to read it. But this week, I was already kind of. I don't know. I was like. Half moping around this week, just got in the doldrums like everybody's having, you know. Mm-hmm. Again, I will reiterate, bike rides. Get out. Go yeah. see your yeah. neighborhood. Find a little path or something you can get out on. Physical exercise is good for your mental health. Seeing your neighborhood mm-hmm. in a new way, as my buddy Kevin put it, not not through the frame of a windshield, but open where you could just stop wherever you want to stop. Not because you're in a vehicle yeah. and need a parking lot. Um, wear a helmet, use lights, please do those things. I would hate for you to go ride your bike and then get hurt because of something silly. But yeah, I was, I was bumming around earlier this week. And so I kind of just, uh, hoisted myself out of it this morning, woke up randomly at 6.30 after not partying too much last night, but enough. And it was like, I was up. I was like, I could fall back asleep. It's like, you know what? Cash in on waking up early one of these days instead of just mm-hmm. laying around for another four hours. But uh, I'm trying to be positive, man. I'm trying to get to the positivity. <laughs> I was going to watch the SpaceX launch. They were doing the first manned mission of a SpaceX yep. thing. Bummer weather, dude. But cloudy. Yeah. It's cloudy. We're Saturday. in their beach party. Postponed it to Saturday. That'll be a cool thing to see. I didn't realize this. Uh, you know, it's been 11 years since an American's uh, been to space. They said it's it was the first- uh, two. Uh, I thought it was nine. I thought they said 2011. Is it? Oh, oh, maybe that's what it was. Yeah, since maybe that's they, since an American has from. been launched into space from American soil. I don't know. I don't know where they were. Yeah. I don't know if they were in Texas or in Florida. But I think it was Florida. Man, they were showing the they were showing the cockpit of the SpaceX. Of it's called uh-huh. like it's called like uh, it's, uh, the Dragon or some shit. I don't know. Yeah, man, Elon Musk is like ninety nine percent there of something cool, and then it's like the spaceship's called the Dragon. You're like, ah, oh, you fucking virgin. <laughs> but but it yeah, was like that- the in, the inside of it looked sleek. Like it looked very like a lot of. It looked like they were just inside of an iPhone, it was about to be launched into space. <laughs> Which is, I mean, I don't know. Maybe he might be the guy to get the aliens to like. They're already playing with us with the Navy pilots. The aliens. Mm-hmm. Throw hey, throw it into twenty twenty. Aliens, if you're out there, twenty twenty is already weird enough. If you show up, you know what? Fifty percent of people are not going to give a shit. Alien, if aliens showed up next week, there's going to be 50%. Well, are they paying taxes? Are they registered? Or do they have their concealed carry cards? Because otherwise mm-hmm. those weapons are like, they'll be politicized. Aliens will land and mm-hmm. there's still going to be fucking conservatives and liberals just 
instantly dissecting what their presence means to their political party. Yeah. Oh, these aliens are, have no gender. Oh, great. Now we've got to have a brand new bathroom for aliens <laughs> who actually consume their own excrement and turn it into energy within their own bodies because they have an internal combusting f- fuel cell. Oh, God. <laughs> Which one am I supposed to go into? It'll, it, in lighter news, yeah. What's the lighter ahead. news? What you got? You. What you got, baby? Did you hear about this? You hear about this Cannonball Run? They broke the <laughs> record for the Cannonball Run. I, I really wanted that to be about the movie. You ever hear Cannonball yeah, Run? I, <laughs> I love. I you ever love hear about this movie with uh, Dom DeLuise and the uh, dude? An Audi A8 drove from Manhattan to Redondo Beach, California, in 26 hours and 38 minutes. Shaving twenty hours off the previous time, almost twenty. How hours. did they? Tra- That's hard to believe. I'm assuming now they can track it, so they know they're not cheating. Yeah, and they had uh, marine fuel tanks uh, into in the trunk, so they had extra fuel tanks. But even that, you know, all that extra fuel is going to slow you down a little bit. I don't know what the math is to that. I think that's over a hundred miles an hour for twenty six hours. Manhattan to Redondo Beach and an Audi A8. I want to see the route, and I, you know what? I will look that up. I'm not, I'm not using a computer right now, but I'm curious about that because that was the original Cannonball Run was phase. Like, oh, we'll get an ambulance because <clears throat> the ambulance mm-hmm. can just cut through everything. I'm like, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Now we got some choppers going over here. Oh, really? Okay. We got, I always got helicopters. From downtown out to Calabasas where all the – Fucking clown millionaires live. They're always going back mm. and forth. Got a lot of Kardashians going from Calabasas to the United Center. <laughs> 26 hours. Um, obviously, yeah. only two drivers. Yeah, I think so. Fuck. That's crazy. I drove from uh, L.A. to Memphis in two days one time. Mm-hmm. That was uh, my proudest moment. I did. Uh, uh, I forgot what the miles was. I did Jacksonville to L.A. in two days, but that was wow. That was that was two drivers. Okay, that was two drivers, That's and that crazy. was an overnight in New Orleans. Mm. <clears throat> Man, yeah. I got a barbecue rant. I got a rant about barbecue, real quick. Would you, hey, real quick, just because I'm looking out the window mm-hmm. of my garage, would you eat a crow? <laughs> if if I was hungry enough, I would. I don't see what the how that's a well, whole lot I got, different from I, I other, mean, other I, poultry. Well, I yeah, I want to shoot some of these crows, but I'd want the energy to go to a good place. Well, I feel about crows the same way I do now about uh, octopus and squid. I, I would feel weird eating something that intelligent. Crows are super smart. Dude, they're wilding out around here. Mm-hmm. I, they got they? they got so many different sounds that they make. <clears throat> they're eating the, mm-hmm. they're eating the hummingbird eggs. My neighbor said she saw one pick a squirrel off a palm tree. They're aggro. I know they're smart. Wow, but smart that's just because something smart doesn't mean it's good. The phrase evil genius exists for a reason. True. An evil genius still scored very well on tests. He's also a dickhead. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. A lot of of evil smart people in history. 
Yeah, like like the morality doesn't come into play. Hmm. Well. Um. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I'd have to be real hungry. They're big. They're big crow. birds, dude. Yeah, they are. It's like a it's like a Isn't whole that, ham sitting up on a light post out here. I've seen some crows that were so big, and then someone was told me told me you're probably seeing a raven. We looked right? up. Do the ravens difference. and crows look alike? We they do. Oh, did but we? we looked up the difference? They're crows. What's the difference? Uh, well, they like a, like like the kind of the beak shape, and then we like listen to the different calls, and mm-hmm. so we played a raven call. Crow didn't give a shit. We played a crow call, spazzed out. Really? Oh yeah. That's crazy. A lot going on. I think I, I don't know if like nature's just getting a little bit wilder because maybe there's not as much you know not as much automobile traffic keeping them up or keeping mm-hmm. them out of their out of spots they would like to inhabit. So they're getting a little bit more comfortable with coming down where people are. Just mm-hmm. in general, just all kinds of nature. Like there's not as not, as much machinery that yeah. like constant hum of a human existence. That's yeah, maybe that's something we could look up. Maybe that's something a listener can look up because I ain't yeah. doing it. All right, barbecue rant real quick. I Uh-oh. got some barbecue the other day uh, for Memorial Day. And I was like, you know, it's Memorial Day. I want to eat a hot dog or a burger or some barbecue or something. Yeah, dog. So I got some takeout. And I'm not going to say the name of the restaurant, especially in this weird time. I'm not interested in shitting on a restaurant and taking business away from them. So I'm not going to say the name of the restaurant. Okay. But um, this is some pretty damn mediocre barbecue, and I was so excited Text it to me because I know some barbecue places in Long Beach. Yeah, this place really sucked. But here's my point. You know what these sons of bitches did? I don't want to say the name, but these fucking motherfuckers. These fucking assholes. (laughs) You know what the cardinal sin in barbecue is? Uh, Rubbing your dick all over the ribs. (laughs) So, well, rub is part of it. Some some people are going to assume that uh, not using wood, not smoking it with wood that that's a that's a huge crime, yeah. right? Or 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 using a, a shitty store bought sauce, not making your own sauce. That's a big crime. All right. Uh, th- technically, the biggest crime in barbecue is, is it, calling it barbecue and not using wood to smoke. Is it, it. microwave? But but the most like, egregious like microwave ribs. I don't like microwave anything. But the the very least, okay, smoking like that's important, obviously, because that's the whole point of barbecue. Hey, if, but if I anybody can, wants a soundbite from this episode, smoking's important. <laughs> but kids, you can at least smoking's my, important. My point is, smoking is a it's very laborious. It, it takes a long time. So my, here's my point. I'm not saying that that's not the the, the biggest sin, but. The the very least you can do as a barbecue restaurant, the very least, is you can combine your own combine a few spices and create your own rub. Any barbecue needs to be rubbed with a, a, a spice uh, concoction before you smoke it, and it's the simplest thing. You take. You take some kosher salt, you mix it with some black pepper, maybe you throw in a little garlic powder, oh, maybe you throw in a little paprika. That's the sexiest All right. part of the show, Dave. It's the simplest thing you can do is to create your own barbecue rub. Okay. These motherfuckers, these motherfuckers, <laughs> sprinkled a store-bought, pre-produced rub on their meat 
and it tasted like MSG and horse shit. How? You call yourself, and again, the, I get it if MSG like, and horse shit is uh, my favorite thing from a Chinese buffet. <laughs> by the way, um, what? <laughs> but my point is, it's not like I, I'll give Carl's Jr. a pass when they're trying to roll out their oh. new barbecue bacon burger. You call yourself a barbecue restaurant. This is a barbecue establishment. How did you know? This though? is How, what we do. Did you watch them? Because I've got I've got skilled taste buds, Kyle. And there's no way that the, the you know that you know what I'm talking about like the bullshit like um, Montreal steak seasoning or you know uh, any of this bullshit you buy at the store. Now I'm not saying now if you're a barbecue place that that creates your own rub and then bottles it and sells it commercially, that's fine. But this was like store bought McCormick hickory rub bullshit like 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 taco seasoning almost Are you, you know sure like they something didn't that just comes mimic one of the greats no it there was no way this wasn't store bought <laughs> rub because i've eaten thousands of pounds of barbecue you can always uh, tell even if the rub's not good you can tell okay there's some salt in there why would you get divorced uh, i got a store bought rub <laughs> i mean i've never been so insulted a job, as job. as a, as a consumer of barbecue <laughs> like they they went they bought like they went to Costco and bought the half-gallon shaker bottle of some sort of Montreal steak seasoning or some sort of hickory, uh, you know, hickory farms, blah, blah, rub bullshit. Well, like, please stop selling barbecue, you fucking idiots. Wow. I, I don't want to say it something. by name, but they should absolutely go out of business right now. They should. <laughs> but I, I'm not going to contribute to that. I but don't they, want to give them a hard time, but this pulled. is the worst shit I've ever put in my mouth and one time I accidentally licked my cat's asshole. But I don't want to badmouth them. I don't want to badmouth them. I was so let down. I was because the pictures look so good. And I had such a barbecue boner. Oh, but you boy. Bought, so you bought, I was you bought it on to, Memorial Day, like a big day for a barbecue restaurant? Yes. What time, I of, the day, a, what time of the day did you get it? Oh, right in the middle of the day. Like this is my point. It's not like I got the bad batch or got the bottom of the barrel. No, they, this could have been decent barbecue, but they slathered it in this just terrible rub. So, how was the, the meat was and, all right? Meat was cooked well. N- no, I mean there was a lot wrong with it. But my point is the mo- the easiest, the least you can do is put your own damn rub on there. I bought a full rack of ribs and a full pound of brisket. And they both just tasted like they were rolled in McCormick taco seasoning. It fucking sucked. I'm so, I, I love that this is the this is the most upset you've gotten after we've already discussed your brother and sister in law putting your mother in danger and the murder of an innocent black man by Minneapolis police. <laughs> <laughs> this is this, this is where is, my priority. This are is at. the this is where Dave finally breaks. <sighs> this is where Dave's had enough. <laughs> that somebody put store bought rub on his barbecue. Oh, this just, is disrespectful cr- to the veterans on Memorial Day. It's disrespectful oh. for the troops. Uh, I hung up on Kyle. Damn it. <laughs> uh, we lost him. Call me back, uh, Kyle. I got Dave so mad, he hung up on me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Here we are. On. Where'd you go, buddy? There he is. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> I'm still laughing. I, yeah. I touched my earbud again, and it hung up on you. Oh, you touched your earbuds. But yeah, they should have their barbecue license pulled. You like They should be fined by the city. Let's put it this way. Should there be a licensing issue? Now, 
This goes about like freedom versus mm-hmm. government regulation in your eyes where you think something should be held up to a certain amount of quality <clears throat> should be like obviously there's a health code violation like you can have an A from the health department and your restaurant could be the worst restaurant that's ever existed yeah like you can have a like a sparkling kitchen where all you do is pour diet mountain dew into macaroni and cheese Mm-hmm. <laughs> which is why i don't let the health code affect my opinion of a restaurant no like it's gotta be yeah it's good. good they're too busy making delicious food to scrub behind the refrigerator <laughs> oh the rat footprints <sighs> in the pudding is really the why you come here but do you think there should be a license for certain things like 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 understanding because uh, but also that's true like for yeah. barbecue for smoking yeah. Like, food has to be cooked to a ter- certain temperature to be served. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. a health department, do they cover that? Like, that everything's being served to a certain temperature? Or do they just look at the cleanliness? No, I mean, the health department definitely makes sure that you're uh, cooking and holding food at a certain temperature. I bet there's, there's a whole... Procedures there's, involved. I bet there's a whole world that is boogie monster adjacent that's all about the illegal operations of kitchens like mm-hmm. if you think about like and th- i'm not saying this in a negative light but like kitchens so many kitchens are run by illegal immigrants mm-hmm. so you look at that end like all right who, like they're keeping you know they're giving people work mm-hmm. which i think is a good thing mm-hmm. i work you know pizza place i work like where i've worked at like yeah that okay Hey, where's so and so? I got caught. Not going to be in for another six months. <laughs> and it sucked because those guys were the linchpins of the business. It was fucking teenagers oh, yeah. being stoned as shit, or boss who we parted with, and then the one dude keeping everything together. Mm-hmm. But like, just the restaurant industry in and of itself, your your kitchen staff are are drugged out psychos. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, every I, like I would love to just see like like. Like conservative people who just, uh, well, there just needs to be a wall. And also, there needs to be a war on drugs. I'm like, you'll never eat a decent meal again in your life. You'll never have a good meal in your life <laughs> if you feel this way. Mm-hmm. I want to meet a food, mm-hmm. I want to meet a conservative foodie who thinks they're still going to get the food that they like while also yeah. enforcing the ideologies that they think are correct. <laughs> like I don't think that's that, that that's yeah that's a contradiction is to be a conservative foodie because everything that brought you that food is from the things you voted against. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I'm against gay people. Well, then you're not going to get served or sat in the restaurant. You're not going to get the fucking <laughs> sommelier is going to piss in a cup. Uh, you mm-hmm. don't like illegal immigrants. Your food's not going to get cooked. You don't like drugs. Same thing with the kitchen. Anyway, fuck those guys. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm not upset about the population decreasing. I'll say it. <laughs> Fucking, you know what? If Bill Gates is trying to, <laughs> to do it, hey, Billy, go for it, man. Chip everybody. Chip everybody. And as soon as any of them say something stupid, launch the tiny bomb in the chip. <laughs> and just, being, being gay is just uh, against God. Boom. Up. Oh, sorry, your heart blew up. <laughs> do it, do it, absolute fucking 
post-birth eugenics. Go for it, fucking Billy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. I don't give a shit. Who cares? It's the end. Uh, It's the end. Yeah. I'm having a good time. Hey, man, the Laird Hamilton documentary, it's called Catch Every Wave. Catch Every Wave, babe. Where's that on? Is that Netflix? Hulu. Hulu. Right on. Hey, speaking of restaurants, I want to shout out uh, my buddy's restaurant. Um, in this weird time where most restaurants are closed or only doing uh, curbside or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, our comedian buddy has opened his own restaurant. He may have a partner, I'm not sure, but he's definitely uh, a part of this. You know our buddy Chris Pierce yeah, out of Arkansas? Just a, a giant sweetheart of a man. Yeah. He's opened his own restaurant in this in this terrible time to do so. Uh, and I haven't eaten. I've eaten Chris's food before. I haven't eaten at this restaurant, but I, I looked it up, and it looks amazing. If you're anywhere near Benton, Arkansas, check out Valhalla Restaurant and Axe Throwing. It's, uh, <laughs> that is so They got sandwiches, perfect. pizza. Ah. Yeah. Get you some pizza, a sandwich, a salad, and throw some axes. Is it Benton um, or Bentonville? I'm looking at their Facebook page. Uh, no, it's Benton. Benton, Arkansas. Uh, B-E-N-T-O-N. No Benton, kidding. I, well, that, I mean, Arkansas is on the other Chris side of the Chris has got his own they're, restaurant. They're, they're all open. They're all having pool parties. Yeah. So, yeah, if you're anywhere in that area, check out Valhalla Restaurant and Axe Throwing. It looks like a good time. Dude, the food looks amazing. He's making Chris. like uh, he's making his own roasted pork banh mis and making crazy sandwiches and pizzas and throwing axes. And Chris is a rad dude. And, uh, man, just, just the... Uh, the nerve it takes to open a business in this time, especially a restaurant and uh funny comedian, rad dude. Yeah. I don't know about that. Chris tour. is great. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also check out his podcast. That's a great podcast with his pal buddy called death metal dicks. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, you can deduce what they talk about there. It's a well, couple no, of not really dicks, talking about dicks weird shit. meaning detectives. Yeah. Oh, yeah. True. True. Yeah. Yeah. They explore a lot of Death the metal dicks stuff. could just be like some super bloody gay porn. <laughs> oh Jesus! But yeah, I just uh, I've known Chris for a while, and when he told me he's opening a restaurant now, I was like, "Holy shit, you're a brave man!" But, uh, but like I said, he's also the kind of dude. He's a dude that could pull it off. So. And that's the part of the country that's trying to be a, you know, first wave back. Hey, maybe, hey, maybe you know what? Maybe we, on the side of the things that we're arguing, we get a, a great big told you so. Mm-hmm. I would yeah. hate for that told you so to come with a, another Trump term. That's what I would yeah. hate. But honestly, if Biden's our other choice, fucking whatever, Ugh. dude. Ugh. That's uh, I've never that's been two, so that's two bummed. sides of the same coin that I don't want to look at at all. Yeah, I've never been so, so unenthused about an election. Two sides of the same turd. Well, they buried Bernie. That was my argument. Like every like uh, you know, Bernie was getting kind of the, the, the you know getting shunned by all the major networks, and then everybody left was like, "Well, journalism is being prejudiced against Bernie," and it's like. Yeah, remember when Trump was saying that about him? And we're all like, we need to stand up for journalists. And now we're like, ah, journalists are kind of dog shit. Okay, well, then we have to have some concession to the fact that journalism is biased to who they know they need to be put in charge so they can retain their power in the world. Yeah. Anyway, oh, whole, whole other can of worms for a different time. Yeah. You want to vote for pig vomit or diarrhea? Pick pick your battle. Yeah, what's what's good? What's good news, Dave? You guys are bike riding. I like that. 
Lock them up. Where are they? Are they in the apartment, the bikes? Um, no, I got a, a big old rat ass um, bike lock, and I got it uh, got it out back. Got it strapped up real good, real tight. <clears throat> they will get stolen. Nah, nah not, not on my watch. They will get no, stolen. No, I got, like, really one of those into... Okay, you know more about this than I do, obviously. Can, can one penetrate these heavy-duty bike locks? Go on YouTube and, the ones, and watch, the, watch the horseshoe whatever thing? brand of block you bought. Look it up and look at somebody yeah. breaking into it. You'll find YouTube videos. Because this one has a it, it has a seventeen hundred and fifty dollar um, uh, I forgot what the details were, but you could register this lock, and if it, if your bike gets stolen, you can insure it for seventeen hundred dollars. So they're pretty confident, pretty confident that these locks work. So all right, well, but yeah. I don't know. I, I would prefer, honestly, I would prefer to have it indoors. I'm trying to figure out, like, how to... Do you have anything? Like, There's insta- no quick release on your bike. If Katie has anything quick release on it, get it off of there. What does that mean now, quick release? Uh, look at the wheels. If it's got little skewers uh-huh. with a lever so you can just undo it without tools. Or the seat, oh. uh, or for the seat, adjusting the seat. If you can do that without tools... Uh-huh. Somebody will, un- they'll, they'll take it just to take it. It's not like it's, oh, why, uh-huh. why would somebody want one bike wheel? Yeah. It doesn't matter why. It will be taken. Yeah. Okay. So anything with a yeah, quick release, gotta, get it off of there. <clears throat> I got to figure out how to secure it indoors. Like, I'd like to hang like a rack over the, the front door or something and just, you know, hang the bike up on uh, that or something. I will walk you through all bike-related items and any boogie monster okay. listener. Okay. Don't don't contact me on no, Twitter. I, I know my name's still on there, but I don't respond to that. <laughs> if you you, I'm can, you can ask you can ask in the in the Reddit forum where people think I I'm a know it all. You fucking bitches. <laughs> you know what I know? I know you're uh, a bunch of little whiny bitches. That's what I know. Oh, uh, <laughs> you be ni- you be nice to our Reddit people. I look at it because it's because uh, it's informative. You know. Mm-hmm. No, everybody's nice. Hey, here's a question. Feel, feel free on. to complain. I don't want to. Hey, far be it for me to, you know, fucking com, you know, communist. Far be it for me to red China your ass just because you have a dissenting <laughs> opinion about me. Going back to bike stuff, uh, the only problem with that bike that you gifted me, by the way, and I'm very appreciative, it's a rad bike, but that seat is so uncomfortable. It's so uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't want to know what you paid for that thing. It looks nice. It looks no, nice. man. It, it's, 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 it's just a good. It's just a solid bike. I uh, I bought a new seat. I haven't uh, put it on yet, but I bought a more hopefully a more comfortable seat. How do people deal with those painful ass seats on some of these bikes? I, that was is a, that just something you get used to. That was an on sale seat that I bought at the bike shop. That is like a race road bike seat. And uh, for what you want to do, which is kind of just sit on the bike and kick it, you want it to be the most comfortable thing possible. For bike, yeah. for bike folks, um, think about your contact points, your ass, your feet, and your hands. Uh, grips. You want grips that feel good on your hands. If you're going to be riding, uh-huh. you know, get something that feels nice on your hands. Uh, obviously, the seat is very important. People don't realize there's a lot of different types of bike seats for the different type of riding you're doing. And for where your sit bones are, big ass, small ass, where the bones hit the seat. Um, mm-hmm. You know, more cushion does not necessarily mean a better seat. Uh, just like mm-hmm. how, like, oh, you can have a real soft bed and then your back feels like shit the next day. Same thing goes with the bike yeah. seat. You need support, Okay, believe it or not. 
Uh, for guys, uh, when you see that cutout in the middle, that's a good thing. You don't want to put too much pressure on your taint. You get a straight-up numb yes. dick. I have been very scared on some bike rides because I've gotten to the point where I can straight-up Jim Rose a nail through the head of my dick for how numb it's been. Oh, no. Yeah, it's scary. It is scary. Oh, no. It's uh, it's like the stranger, Ooh. but the other way around because your dick's asleep and your hand's just like, why are we touching this? <laughs> so look at, you know, <laughs> talk to uh, bike shop. Bike shops can be intimidating because, mm-hmm. like, you see the guys and their gear. <clears throat> but ultimately, like, you tell them exactly what you want to do with the bike. And it's and it's very important. Like, these things are so easy to buy. The worst thing, like, oh, okay. Just a shitty thing in general to do is go to a store and be like, how much is this? And then look it up online and buy it there. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. if you really want to think about the long-term cost of items, if you're going to save five bucks by getting it on Amazon, Think about, you know, the truck that's going to drive it there. Like, think, like just for anything you're going to buy, especially right now with how taxed Amazon is and how shitty mm-hmm. they're kind of being to their employees. I don't know if I talked about this before. Find the thing you want on Amazon, then Google that item and fi- see if you can find the original manufacturer of who's buying it. Uh-huh. Especially if it's like a small boutique item or something. Because uh, you're not taxing, you're not you're not taxing these Amazon people that are working, you know, quadruple overtime because everybody's at home ordering all their bullshit, and you're supporting mm-hmm. a business at the same time. So these are good things. Bike shops, like uh, they were deemed necessary early on, just like auto repair shops because people use bicycles to get back and forth to their jobs. A lot of them, they're independently owned. Go in there; they will be happy to help you. If they're not, hey, fuck them. Then hey, fuck anybody for being elitist. When you're trying to run a business based on a hobby that's meant for everyone, mm-hmm. you know it's like it's, it's like watching High Fidelity where they're where they're shitty to the guy looking for a record, <laughs> and it's yeah. the best argument from that dude from uh, what's that? Go that, to the mall. What's that? The bl- he the, says go to the mall. Yeah, but that but but the but the the guy that's are the black dude that's arguing him is an actor, but he's also yeah. from. What he's from, um, he was in Becker, and he was also in Swingers. But he's also in a band. He's a dude from, he's not from, oh, really? he's not in the Slackers. Is he in the, to- he's also like in a ska band. Oh, I didn't realize that. <clears throat> yeah, but like his thing is like, you guys are just jerks. You're just elitist jerks. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, it's funny because you side with those guys when you watch the movies. Like, no, they're the dicks of the movie. Jack Black and John Cusack are the assholes of that movie. Anyway, so if a bike shop's rude to you, by all means, light them up. Hey, I'm just so like I'm just so and so. I wanted a thing. They're being all snobby. Fuck them then. But they should well, be more than. Speaking of which, go yeah, go ahead. Katie tried to get me a new seat when she got uh, my other stuff fixed, mm-hmm. and the guy who runs this store is like, "Nah, you don't want to do that." So he wouldn't sell her a new seat, or maybe he didn't have one that would fit. But he basically told her like, "That's not a good a good idea." So then we went to another bike shop and we we bought a more comfortable seat. But this guy didn't want to sell her a new seat. Didn't want for her bike or for your bike? For mine. She took my bike, but the one that you might gave have been me. because he doesn't know who you are. He's not going to just sell her a seat because he never saw you, never saw the size of your ass. He didn't know what you're working with. <laughs> oh, he, he thought like, oh, yeah, this little lady doesn't need a bigger seat. Okay. You know, that, yeah, because that's a, that's a but, fitment. That's like saying I want to buy my boyfriend some shoes, but you don't mm-hmm. know what size it is. Why would somebody sell you shoes okay. if you don't even know the size? 
Yeah, but she was just like, this seat's uncomfortable. We want to get a different seat. And he was just like, nah. I mean, I wasn't there, but that's what she that's, said. Well, that's a good that seat. Maybe maybe why, maybe because it's a good seat on that bike. Okay. And he's like, you'd be downgrade. But also, it's like, yeah, man, it's 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 fitment to the person. You got to know what mm-hmm. what they look like and what shape they are and what bike they're, you know, well, they know what the bike. But maybe because of that style bike, it's like, oh, yeah, that seat fits on it. But you want something. Yeah. You want oh, something yeah, that's squishy the only... for your barbecue ass. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I got a tender little bum. Gotta take care of He it. don't want no McCormick store-bought seasoning for that ass. He want a home rub. <laughs> oh, geez. What else going on, buddy? Should we should we wrap this up? You got anything else on your mind? Yeah, uh, no. I don't have anything. We should no. talk about a boogie monster thing soon. Yeah, we will eventually. I'm talking about well, aliens for a little bit. That. I was trying to s- send it towards aliens. I was going to talk about some stuff today, but just, um, and not that we spent much time on this other thing, but just, I've just been in such a bad mood with uh, what's going on with this Minneapolis police thing. And, and I'll go ahead and talk about this. Had some other bad news this week. Um, this is a real bummer. Uh, and we'll make this our comic of the week. Um, I'm not going to pretend that we were best friends, but we were, we were pretty good bros mm-hmm. and uh, would do a bunch of shows together. And I've known this guy for a few years. But um, my buddy, Richard Bain, comedian Richard Bain, um, took his own life this week, and that was a real fucking letdown. Um, and and by the way, I got some, I got permission from some of his close friends to uh, reveal that information. I was like, hey, is it in poor taste to talk? He's like, nah. Yeah. Even if it is, Richard, Richard liked poor taste. So Richard Bain yeah. was an amazing comedian. Uh, started in Portland, uh, been in L.A. for about seven, eight years, and uh, just just one of those funny, funny dudes. Just really unique point of view. Uh, really unique sense of humor, and um, you know, I'm not. I, I don't know his his whole struggle with whatever he was dealing with, but uh, he 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 made a choice uh, on Memorial Day. Uh, yeah, Monday morning, woke up to the news that uh, he he had passed, and uh, yeah. real bummer, and a real funny dude. Unfortunately, uh, didn't have a special or an album out, but uh, got a bunch of stuff on YouTube. And uh, so check him out, Richard Bain, B-A-I-N, uh, just a really funny dude and a huge loss to the comedy world. And uh, I think you even mentioned this when you and I were talking on the phone off the air. It's, uh, it's always weird. It feels like one of our own. Whenever one of our own uh, goes down, that's, uh, it's hard to, uh, yeah. hard to not take that personally. No, I mean, we, we operate in a community for all types of people, and uh, in, a, in, a, in a good part of uh, them are... Uh, you know, maybe not the most uh, even keel and adjusted individuals, and comedy gives those people a home. Like, actually, they celebrate it, which is kind of the – it's sometimes ironic that comedy will celebrate the uh, the more loose screws mm-hmm. rather than shun them. You know, anything – I think anything in artistic or creative field is kind of like, ah, this guy's a real wild card that he fits in here as opposed to, you know, the nine to five or something more square – might kind of shut mm-hmm. them to the side. It's more celebrated here, which is weird because then you're like, oh, we gave, you know, it helps give somebody, it doesn't feel like they fit in elsewhere. It gives them a home to be themselves. But mm-hmm. on this other, you know, on the other hand, it's like there's not a lot of, um, not a lot of babysitting going on. Like, hey, are you all right? It's like, nah, so and so was nuts last night. It was fun. Like, you're not really checking mm-hmm. in on them mentally because everybody's, kind of turned up to 11. So I didn't know him mm-hmm. real. I was kind of surprised not to sound like, like I was surprised I didn't know him better 
given that mm-hmm. we're all rotating in this uh, familiar universe. Yeah. But all the stories. So like, because of that, I was like looking at all the stories and all the bits people were put, putting up. And I was talking to or texting with Ian Carmel. Cause I know he knew him from Portland and it was just, I was, I said, I was like, I, I felt bad because all the stories I was hearing, it sounded like he was a giver, you know, like sometimes mm-hmm. you could split people up between givers and takers mm-hmm. and he was a giver and not a taker. And it's, it's always sad when you lose one of those. Cause that's the good team. Yeah. That's the team you want to preserve. Yeah. So, very beloved. I mean, this affected a lot of people. He had a ton of friends in this scene here. Yeah. And, uh, I'll quote one of his jokes real quick. This this one always cracked me up. He had a joke where he'd say, I spilt an entire six-pack of beer on my bed last night through my dick. Oh, man. That's a good joke. I, there were so many wacko uh, stories coming out about that dude. Like, oh, you're mm-hmm. just... <clears throat> yeah, you were turned up the whole time. Yeah. but Burning uh, bright, real baby. talent... A real talent and a real loss, and uh, rest in peace, Richard Bain. B-A-I-N. Check his stuff out on YouTube. Uh, real shame that he didn't get to uh, have an album or a special under his belt. I mean, he totally could have. He had you know tons of great material, but for whatever reason, just didn't get there yet in his career. But uh, check his stuff out on YouTube, and uh, if you want to get a kick, uh, a good laugh. And uh, yeah, rest in peace, Richard Bain, Comic of the Week. Sad mm-hmm. stuff. But uh, on that note, probably, man, he probably give him more than a week. I mean, he fucking killed yeah. himself. At least give him the whole month. <laughs> and it's funny how the comedians, you know, even in, it with something so tragic, like some I of his closest know. friends are, are really ri- roasting him uh, post mortem on Twitter. Uh, our buddy James Fritz said, "Well, at least Richard doesn't have to vote in the upcoming election." <laughs> So uh, he's the kind of guy that would get a kick out of some of these roasts. You got, yeah, you got to know them. But I, I would like hope. You know what? That's, that's the irony about, like, you, you kind of read these memorials, and is this sick of me to think in this way? Like, 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 you would, you know, the the curiosity of what people would say about you after you died. Mm-hmm. And I think some of that, some of the more like, obviously suicide is, you know, not a great solution for things. I'm not a hundred percent opposed to the idea of somebody's like, I just don't want to do this anymore. Like, yeah, get all you get help, get help. There's help out there and there's always ways to mm-hmm. feel better. But like, man, I still do feel like it's a personal decision. Yeah. But the idea that, like, if you could dictate, like, what would happen afterwards. Because, man, I would hope people are making jokes. Mm -hmm. I would hate any. I made a joke a few months ago. I'm like, whatever happens when I die, don't let the laugh factory say, oh, make God laugh on the (laughs) billboard. Don't get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. Fucking fucking cheese dick. You guys don't even book me. Now every time somebody dies, like make God laugh. How about you go fuck yourself and burn down? Oh god. You know, it just seems so insincere and stupid and I wouldn't want to be affiliated with them. But like I you know, like please make the jokes. Please. God damn it, your life's if you're a comedian and you die and nobody knows how to make jokes about it, your the whole effort was in vain. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. True. 
I'll throw this out there real quick for anybody who may need it, and there's no shame in ever uh, taking an action to uh, to help yourself. Suicide Prevention Hotline, if you want to text the word HOME, H-O-M-E, to 741-741. Just text HOME to 741-741. They will connect you with a real live human being who will talk with you and uh, help you through anything uh, that you might be dealing with in that moment. I, so, thought, you, uh, I thought you were just going to give out the Duke's Mayonnaise out. website. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's the opposite. <laughs> that's if you want to kill Dave, yourself. Dave just keeps calling the Duke's Mayonnaise customer service line when he's feeling down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. That's how you really got that two-pack the other week. You're like, I just don't oh. know, man. It's feeling really dark. I don't know. Fuck, man. Here's two of them. I don't know what you want to do with it. I hung up on you again. God damn it. Are you there? No, there you are. Yeah, I'm here, buddy. Sorry. All right. Sorry, buddy. Right. Every time I laugh, my stupid ear pods fell out. That's all right. Uh, yeah, and somebody told me to turn those upside down, so I need to probably just start doing that. But uh, <clears throat> Well, <clears throat> put her down. Put her down. Anything to plug? How's uh, Yeah Girl doing? Hey girl, you mean hey girl? Hey girl, hey girl. You I'm mean, sorry, I, I always fuck it up. Oh, dozens of dozens of fans. Yeah, dozens of fans on Hey Girl, but we've been having a good time doing it. Uh, you know, something to do in this quarantine that's not another Zoom show where I do the same six minutes I've been doing for the last two months. Hey, if you saw it in yeah. March, you're gonna see it in June, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord, well, good times, buddy. I uh, I got a new thing out my. Uh, I've been doing this thing for a few years called uh, The Gravy Boat, where uh, it's just a radio show, just like an old school style radio show where I play uh, weird country music. I pivoted this week just because I've been listening to a lot of metal and rock and roll. Uh, I've got Heavy Gravy, got the Heavy Gravy version of Gravy Boat, where I play uh, Clutch and Melvin's and Sleep and ACDC. Uh, just some good old gra- dirty ass. Thick Gravy? Thick Gravy's probably a better, damn it, I never thought of that. That's why I should consult you with this stuff. But uh, Heavy Gravy is available on SoundCloud.com. It's a free thing. You just uh, go there and search Dave Stone's Gravy Boat and uh, nice two-hour rock and roll radio program that you can enjoy. Heavy uh, Gravy, no sinking the boat. <laughs> but, yeah, I had a lot of fun with that. Uh, Stoneberg's podcast, me and my fiance Katie Strandberg. Uh, you, can, you can find that wherever podcasts are sold. So yeah, just trying to stay busy in this weird time. So that's what I'm up to. All right, man. Being productive, that's good things. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Good good catching up, buddy. Uh and for those wondering, yes, we will get back into uh traditional boogie topics uh sooner than later. I, it's just I, been I saw a, the numbers. A, a People like time. this better, Dave. People like what we're doing right now. Oh, really? Apparently oh, nobody even better. Nobody wanted to hear us half ass through stuff that was not true. They, yeah, they instead we better. just get drunk and complain. Yeah, man, That's the I'm, new I'm format. Mm. All right, buddy, I love you, man. I love you, buddy. Take care, and uh, thank you, thank you for everybody for listening. Uh, big shout out to our patrons, Patreon.com/slash/BoogieMonster. Uh, by some uh, weird turn of events, uh, we've actually gained patrons uh, over this quarantine. So um, big thanks to all you guys, and uh, we'll have your bonus content up shortly uh, this week or the next week. Um, But, yeah, y'all stay safe, stay sane, stay healthy, and uh, holler at your boys. Hell yeah, mahalo. The Boogie Monster.
Star Fans Audio, a, podca- <clears throat> a podcast network.